chilling all gone. I was comfortable being big fish, small pond. Now I'm back on my underdog route. The unknown juggernaut, y'all gonna duck or nah? Uppercut so hard, hit you in the upper jaw. Killing it since rap was my other job. I'm the only one to save me. Whom I wonder why? You would never know where I'm at. So, did you, you plan to drop this song when all the white rapper beef was going on? Why are you talking so loud? I didn't have my headphones on. You're just screaming. <laughs> I don't think you could hear so me. So, did you plan? <laughs> I don't think you could hear me without your headphones on. <laughs> Do you plan to drop that with all the white rapper beef going on? I knew what was going on. I knew it was a good time for white rappers to to drop mm. to drop that angry stuff. Mm. <clears throat> so you sat on it for a month waiting for Eminem to get upset and MGK to get upset and then G-Eazy to get upset. Yep, and then I'm upset. <clears throat> good one. Can't go 50-50 with no hope. Podcast 31! Hey, 31, 31. So the uh, topic that we're super late on would be the Eminem album. I mean, let's jump right to it. Let's let's get the hot take. Well, not really a hot take anymore. Okay. So I don't want to just talk about the Eminem album. I want to encompass the whole. I want to just talk about the Eminem album. Well, get your get your shit off then. No, I'm kidding. I don't want to just talk about that. Okay, so for everyone that wonders why I'm talking with my mouth full, I haven't had dinner, and I'm having this great homemade chicken meal. Yeah, I haven't had dinner either, and I'm. Well, that's not very healthy. Yeah, well, that's all I had here. It's not gonna do it. You told me, yeah, I'll be back at seven thirty. We can do the pod. Here we are, nine thirty. House hunting. Milf hunting. No house hunting. All right, back to the topic at hand. White rapper week. Everybody's dissing everybody. All right, so Eminem drops Kamikaze. We all know that. He 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 comes at MGK on a couple bars. MGK's been going at Jeezy. Jeezy went back at MGK. MGK responded to Eminem. A lot of back and forth going on. Mm-hmm. So, from my understanding, to start with the MGK Eminem thing. In like 2012, MGK tweeted, okay, so I just saw a picture of Eminem's daughter and I have to say, she is hot as fuck in the most respectful way possible because M is king. That's 2012. I think he was like 21 and she was like 20. So it's like, you know, what's the big deal, right? Mm -hmm. Well, MGK is pretty much convinced that he's gotten blackballed from Shade 45, Eminem's station, ever since. Which he probably has. Yep. Can't come up there, doesn't get his shit played, attributes it to that tweet. Which I 100% believe. All right, so off off the Eminem thing, to, back to MGK with Jeezy, there's rumors of MGK and, and Halsey together. Halsey shuts those down because <clears throat> Jeezy and Halsey broke up for a little bit. What the hell was that? Uh-huh. Weird. I think there's a ghost in here. Where's that coming from? The vent. That's creepy. Ooh. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, Halsey shuts down those rumors. 
Eminem, um, or no, 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 not Eminem. G Easy releases his diss track to MGK, Bad Boy or whatever it's called. I think the same day MGK's Hot 97 freestyle comes out, mm-hmm. where he disses G Easy, and a couple days later, MGK drops Rap Devil, the diss to Eminem. So just to give people the timeline and what's going on here. So I think we've all we've all heard these records. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna really get into detail. My assessment, and I'm gonna spend the longest time on Eminem, so I'll start with G Easy. To me, he said what he had to say. He talked he talked his shit on uh Bad Boy. It wasn't like fire bars and shit, but he said the shit he had to say. He said shit like he um he saw MGK in person and he was crying and he wasn't talking about any of this shit. He talked about how he's a bigger artist. You know, like I said, there's no fire bars, but that's that's G Easy. He's not gonna magically morph <laughs> into a bar spitter where when there's beef. So to me, good for him. He comes out of it looking no worse for the wear. I would say he even comes out looking better than when he went in a little bit because I appreciate the fact that he was willing to step into the ring. Knowing he's not a bar spitter, like he's not going to bar you to death rapper. He stayed himself and he didn't suck. Like he did, he did what you would expect to hear from Jeezy and he did it well. I mean, it's, and it's easy for him too, just because he's going, all he's talking to is MGK. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, MGK is not as big as Jeezy. Right. So he, he has the upper hand. Right. Yeah. Like. But that's what I mean. He did what he had to do. He did what he did. He said what he had to say. Right. And that was it. And but the thing is, to be fair, what he had to say was pretty much what everybody expected him to say. Yeah. But that's what I mean. Like he he went out and he did it on a record. I I, I can appreciate that. It's fine. Yeah. And he didn't try to give people bars that turned out to be corny, which a rapper that right. isn't used to doing bars would try to do in a diss. Because he's smart. Right. MGK. To me, he also looks good. It had been kind of quiet for MGK, and now he's in the thick of it with with the two biggest white rappers in the game. Apologies to Macklemore and Mac Miller and Logic. (laughs) But Logic is half. Logic is biracial? Yeah. What? You didn't know that? But MGK came with bars. You can't. He did, you, he you did can't, came, come with bars, and it, it was actually a well-formulated, uh, like actual song too. You talking hook. about the Eminem thing? No. Yeah. Well, the, okay. So the oh, start you're, with you're the, talking, I'm talking about, about the flex freestyle. The flex freestyle. Got it. Because I'm addressing Jeezy first. You're, okay. Gotcha. And it was solid. It didn't gotcha. blow me away, but it was dope. Yeah. Now, now to to rap devil. I thought he said a lot of shit about Eminem that a lot of people have have been thinking. Yeah. But not saying, you know, people haven't said it because Eminem's untouchable. He's mythical. He's a legend. So people have thought certain things, but they're like, ah, but it's Eminem. He gave us the Marshall Mathers LP, the Slim Shady LP, like Eminem show. Especially for white rappers. Yeah, he's Eminem. So no matter what you think of him now, you can't you can't slander the king, right? Right. But MGK said a lot of things that people have been thinking. Now, like... Now, if we really, if we really want to talk about it, most of the shit MGK says about Eminem is that he's out of touch, bitter, he's old, he can't recreate the glory days, right? Right. Which is all true. Mm-hmm. But that brings me to Eminem. 
He's 45. Dumb. He's the greatest rapper of all time, arguably, depending on who you ask. But lots of people would say he's the greatest rapper of all time. Dumb. He had the best run, probably, in the history of rap. What do you want from him when he's 45? What do you expect? The only answer I'll accept, and, and, and when we're talking about these things, I'm talking about the people, like, even though I liked, is that me? I think that's me. Even though I liked MGK's Rap Devil diss, because I like people being willing to step in the ring and saying the things that are on people's mind and, and, and all those things. I like that, but M not being able to recreate the glory days and M being old and out of touch and stuff, what do you want from a rapper who's 45? So the only answer I'll accept from people is retire. Because I can see that Nothing. argument. Yeah. I, I can see that argument. If he retired a while back, his legacy would be unreal. But he wants to rap. And, he's, and he sells hella records. He wants to rap because that's the only thing he knows. Yeah. So yeah. I understand. But I... Yeah. I mean, I get it. I'm never... And he's I selling guess, hella records. I, I guess to me, it's like... I'll never judge anybody for doing what they want to do. But at the end of the day, he's trying, he's trying to chase after his old self. So with that expectation, it makes everybody that was an Eminem fan back in the day, super uncomfortable because you can just tell like he's yeah. trying to do that so hard. Okay. I will say though, in, in, in reference to Kamikaze, I will personally say, this is what I want from Eminem. A beginning stage, yes. It's not old Eminem. He's no. he's 45. You're never going to get old Eminem. No. The shit that made you fuck with Eminem can't exist now in 45-year-old Eminem. But this kamikaze Eminem is his, is his best version of his rap self at mm. 45. So no, I'm, am I putting kamikaze up there with my personal favorite albums currently and artists that I like that are younger and more current? No. But this is good shit. This is what I wanted when I kept saying, when M was dropping these albums and these songs, and I kept saying, I know Eminem can rap. I'm not saying Eminem can't rap. I just hate the music. In my heart, I knew I wasn't expecting him to recreate the glory days. But I know there was a huge gap between what he was doing, the stuff he was putting out, and the old days. And I knew there was a gap. He could, he could hit a happy medium there. And to me, this is it. Yeah, for sure. I think he could be <clears throat> I think he could be a little bit better than this showcases. But this is what I would have expected when he comes out with an album like Revival. Like based on the title. This is what I would have wanted from that album. That was the right period yeah. of time for this type of album. When yeah. everybody when everybody was literally hating on him for all the mushy ass shit that he was doing. The poppy ass shit. Well, trying to fit in with the new age. And this is this is what brings me to one of the things I will I will critique Eminem on. Stop saying your last album was trash. That's at least twice now. He did it with Revival now, and he did it with Relapse. I don't know if he did it. With, he might have done it with one or two other ones. Like, but but that's what it's like. But that's the thing. He keeps throwing these darts because here's the thing. He knows that he can't be old Eminem. So. What he didn't even know what to do when he came back. Like, does he try to fit in? Does he not? 
he can't even go like he was probably doubting whether or not he could go over these new style beats and actually give them do it justice. Well, he's have better off be on that than, than rock beats. Well, but that's the thing. That's why though I feel like he went the wrong. He chose the wrong thing. I think it was a choice, but he had done that before, which is what surprises me so much. Like, but technically, he had been doing. Technically, that. it worked when he did uh, freaking uh, recovery. The first, yeah. What was the first Rihanna song that he Love did? The way you lie. Yes, when he did that, it probably fooled him a little bit because that shit was popular as hell. That was a huge song. Yeah. So that probably threw him off track a little bit. That type of shit. So then he goes and makes another album like that. And that one didn't do so hot. I mean, it did hot for Eminem because... Which one? The the uh, Marshall Mathers... LP2. LP2, yeah. Yeah, that wasn't, that wasn't the shit. And they did numbers, but he didn't have a blockbuster like he did on uh, Recovery. And I will say, I like recovery is a good example of. I thought that was, it, it's not my favorite shit, but it to me it's acceptable for old, for forty year old Eminem. I thought recovery was acceptable. Yeah, yeah. Not my favorite shit. Not like not shit I'm putting in rotation, but acceptable for old Eminem to me. It wasn't. It wasn't though for me because there were some. There were some tolerable songs on there for Eminem for me, but then there was some not tolerable songs on there for Eminem for me. And it, but that was the thing when I heard it because we hadn't heard anything since uh, uh, Relapse from him when that album came out. And I was one of the guys that's not part of the cult following that like that likes Relapse. At all. You don't like it. I do not. Gotcha. At all. So it was a recovery was a breath of fresh air for me just because he was actually making decent music again. So I gave it a pass. And then you go to uh, Marshall Mathers LP2. And everyone was so hyped because he dyed his hair blonde again and was sitting in front of the same porch that he was in the Marshall Mathers LP. I was kind of hyped. And I was too. Because the first attempt wasn't bad, but it wasn't good either. So you were hoping that he would improve on that. And he took the poppy route from Love the Way You Lie and did it on most of the album, mm-hmm. on that album. Terrible. In my opinion. Yeah, I wasn't a fan. And then he tried it again. <laughs> I think Revival might have been might be his worst album ever. He tried it again, though. Am I off base here where he's trying to play this happy medium line of being old even, Eminem well, I and being even, pop Eminem? I don't even remember exactly what the style of Marshall Mathers LP2 was. I know he had Rick Rubin doing a lot of stuff. So I don't necessarily know that it was like poppy like some of like a lot of revival was. It was like it definitely had like a rock, maybe pop feel. I don't I don't know. But I just I remember not liking it. I think they both had a pretty revival to me was the worst. But like. So that's back. So that that takes me back, though. That takes me back to the whole "stop saying your last album is trash" thing, because if you feel that way less than a year after dropping it, why the fuck did you drop it? 
You're a megastar. You can do whatever you want, create whatever you want. You're not at the mercy of anyone else's decisions as far as labels yeah. go and things like that. And you put it out. Stand by it. Like that, um, the fall video, did you see that? Yeah. The video he dropped? Mm. Yep. A- at the end when he steps on the revival yeah. CD? Yeah. Okay, so he steps out. Uh, he, for those that didn't see it, he, the last scene is him stepping on like the jewel case of the revival CD. Right. Miss me. Half your half your shit, half his shit on Kamikaze is coming at people that hated on his album. And then you're basically saying they're right. Yeah. Like I agree. I didn't like I didn't like the album either. But it doesn't make sense on your end. Here's 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 my here's my hot take on what's going on in Eminem's head, because I was thinking about it and I was like, like you said, he's forty five. He's a dad, a grown dad with a grown daughter. And you know, he's lived his life and everything like his his younger life. We know how quick young things get played out, even in our everyday life. Only at 30 years old, I'm realizing that a lot of the stuff I used to find awesome is not that great anymore. It just happens. So in old Eminem's head, he was coming back and he was just like, I really don't want to do the Slim Shady shit. Anything associated with that. So he throws darts. Recovery. Marshall Mathers LP2. Revival. All stuff that is not Slim Shady-esque. And then everyone clowns him for all of those albums. And now he's like, well, fucking, I'm going to try this new age Slim Shady-esque type shit. And it works. Do you think it's working? He's, it's working way better than his last three albums did. Sure. I agree. So yeah, and I think he knows it. I don't. Eminem's not stupid, dude. Like that's the thing. Like he knows that's what sold him. He's a mean chip on his shoulder rapper. That we all liked because well, and, he had that so chip on his shoulder. That's my thing with like Eminem. He's always had that chip on his shoulder, no matter how successful he was. And that's why 99% of artists have a, a short shelf life because if somebody makes it and they still talk in their songs like they haven't and they still have that chip on their, sh- on their shoulder, in general, we say, come on, you're rich now. We don't believe you. I don't want to hear that. You know, you're not still in the hood type shit. If somebody comes up and all they talk about is money and fucking bitches, you say you missed the old them. Right. When they used to talk about the grind. Yeah. Artists can't win. And yeah, there's rare exceptions like, you know, Jay-Z found the cheat code. There's there's rare exceptions. But yeah. in general, that's how we that's how we feel about a lot of artists. Yeah, for sure. But then and, and there's okay, so there's ways to combat this though, because like when you get older, I believe. And Jay-Z's a good example. Like, I'm glad Eminem got Joyner Lucas on this project to do a rap verse. He doesn't do that enough. No, he, he gets he gets these pop singers to sing these hooks that are some of the main reasons his fans don't like his songs, but yet he gets these features anyway. Right? He could get any feature he wanted. Yeah, and these are the ones he chooses. Yeah, he never gets any cool rap features, and that's something that I think could help him in his old age. Like, take I talked about Jay Z. Take Blueprint Three, right? Not a favorite album of Jay Z's for Jay Z heads, but younger mm. casual rap fans will know Jay-Z from, from Blueprint 3. Right. 
They know the songs from that out. Run This Town, Rihanna and Kanye. And this is 2009. So keep the, when I'm saying these artists, keep, keep in mind what these features mean. Rihanna and Kanye. Empire State of Mind with Alicia Keys. Real As It Gets with Jeezy. On to the next one, Swiss Beats. Off That with Drake. A Star Is Born with J. Cole. Already Home with Cuddy. Hate, which was another one with Kanye. So Ambitious with Pharrell. This is all on one album. All, yeah. these, all these features. That's not like great for classic albums, I don't think, like features. But that will help an older artist stay relevant. And someday, if you get the right ones, these young kids become the kings of the genre. Drake, Cuddy, J. Cole, all these guys were on that album. These dudes didn't even have albums out yet when they were featured on this shit. Yeah. But but you knew they were next. They were about to have albums out. I think Cuddy dropped the same month. And and now these guys are the most influential and have the the biggest followings in the game. And they fuck with Hove. Right. Hove was just on Drake's last album, which is now a big cosign for Hove. Well, I guess though, you gotta take it back to when both M and J were successful at the same time and realize what type of an artist they both were, because I don't, I, I think it's an unfair comparison to like compare Eminem and the type of artist he was to Jay Z and the type of artist he was. That's true. Eminem never really did. Feature. No, he rarely did. And if it was, it was somebody signed on his label. Like that's pretty much that's always been the artist. I guess that that's he's what been. bothers me though is because I would be cooler with it if he stuck to that now, right? But for the most, like, yeah, did he have a few songs here and there in the past where he'd feature someone on a hook? A few, but he's not just sticking to his old formula. He's getting these pop singers but, on these but, hooks. But that's and I'm like, instead of doing that, get some rappers. But that's why. That's why I say that last statement is that. I think that was his attempt to get out of the Slim Shady shit. He needs Slim Shady to carry himself. Like, that's his feature. <laughs> like, we don't, I don't care what do about. You, what do you mean by this Slim Shady shit? He, I don't get what you're referring to. His chip on his shoulder, mean ass self. Okay. Making fun of everybody. Not giving a shit what he's saying. Like that type of shit. And that's what I mean where I think that's just the type, like that's the Eminem we all fell in love with and Eminem can't, in his, in his style, Eminem cannot go rap about 45-year-old content. No, but the thing is with Kamikaze and the reason why I think it's resonating a little bit more than anything else that he's put out in the last 10 years is because he is, there's shadows of that in this. Yeah, it's the 45-year-old version. Yes. Yeah, I agree. And that's all we can ask for. I'm not asking. No, I totally agree. I'm not asking for him to totally go back to. Let me reiterate. I am very happy with Kamikaze Eminem. Yeah. Perfectly satisfied. The Ringer, that first song on that ship. Yeah. Spitting. I thought it was dope. Spitting. Yes. That's what I want. And it it controlled rhythmic fashion that he's not like trying too hard to do all this shit. Eminem gave me some of my. Favorite albums of all time. He, he already did that. Yeah. He's 45 now. Yes. If he's going to continue rapping, which I would be okay if he retired. Yeah. If he's going to continue rapping this. Yeah. I'm he perfect, has, he I'm has perfectly to do this, this type of shit with this. Here's the thing. And also the difference between him and Jay-Z. Jay-Z kind of morphed slowly into his older role. Mm-hmm. 
it gave us time to actually like yeah and we were, see, we're seeing him on like the business end of yeah things, like, like he never left the spotlight like he was always mm-hmm. there subtly but yeah. he was there yeah M just disappeared for like yeah how many years yeah so we only know him for the m we know like we get, so we didn't get a chance to gradually yeah the last project that he that he did before he disappeared was uh revival or not re- sorry uh re- um relapse oh yeah right yep and then he just disappeared and then all of a sudden he comes back with an album like recovery the thing is i don't even want to say that he can't like he has to have this however you want to refer to it like he doesn't need to just come at people i don't like um the record stepping stone yeah very interesting record yeah, to me that was that was all right i, I think can so that. much of eminem's shit nowadays has to do with the beats he goes over and the and the and the hooks yeah that was the other thing, dude. There the were beats only, were good. There were only like two beats that I didn't like. The beats like. were solid, dude. Yeah. And I've norm- I normally hate new Eminem production. All of the new Eminem. I yeah. hated all of Revival. Yeah. And all of it. Yeah. These were good beats for Eminem to go over. And I'm only concerned with how Eminem sounds on the beats. Go back and listen to old Eminem beats. You never take Eminem off those beats and be like, damn, fire. No. For the most part. No. It's all about how he sounds on them. And he sounds good on these. He sounds terrible on Revival beats. Yeah. And then make sure you don't give me some bullshit hook. I'm not even against pop hooks. I like pop hooks on other songs. I hate his whatever rock pop with yeah. the with the female or male vocalist on the hook. I just hate that no, sound. No, I, I hate that too. Isn't this isn't Kamikaze the first album since uh since um Relapse that Dre executive produced? Did he? I don't know. I thought I read that somewhere. Which would make sense because if you actually listen to all the mixes in Kamikaze and then you go and listen to Revival and like all that bullshit. Dude, the way that Dre layers Eminem's voice and does all that shit. Find out if that's true because if that's true, that makes a whole lot of sense. I'm finding out. That makes a whole lot of sense if that's true because it is so much of it. And that's what I mean when I was talking about, I didn't like his new shit, but I was never ready to say like Eminem's lost it or whatever. He just, no one that I like could go over those beats with those hooks and I'd enjoy the song. No one. No. Not J. Cole, not Kendrick, not Drake. If they had those beats and those hooks, I wouldn't enjoy any of those songs. Right. So until that changed, it was just, it was going to lose for me. No matter what he was saying. Oh, yeah. For sure. Now he finally has some some beats that don't hurt my ears. Like, the, he sounds good on the beats. And like you said, if, if Dre executive produced this and it's the first one he's done since Relapse, that makes a whole lot of sense. So... One of my least favorite songs on the project is Normal. And I had a bunch of people tweeting at me saying that shit sounded like me. Normal? Mm-hmm. Can't remember what that one sounds like. Yeah. Okay. First of all, they credit Dr. Dre as executive producer on all of his albums. But... On the back of Kamikaze, it's like front and center. And on everything else, it's not. 
probably just a marketing thing then. But it just doesn't like. Maybe it's it's just him picking the right beats this time. I don't fucking know. I mean, it is like it would have made sense if the mixing was was different. But I don't care who's mixing your shit. If the beats are trash, the beats are trash. I mean, that's the thing is like revival, dude. Oh, collaborative with Rick Rubin, Dr. Dre and Rick Rubin on revival on revival. This is what's so annoying with Eminem sometimes. Dr. Dre and Rick Rubin on Marshall Mathers LV2. He has so many resources. Like, he has the A-team on everything. Yeah. I think he's... but Okay, this this makes me think that Dr. Dre is executive producing a lot of Eminem's new album in name only. Mm. That's what makes me think. Paul Rosenberg, co-executive producer with Dr. Dre. Mm. Uh, Relapse. Dr. Dre, singly. So yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm right. The co-producers come in, yeah, Dr. Dre exclusively on Encore. Dr. Dre exclusively on Eminem show. Well, yeah, we know all the early shit. Right, so that's that's the key right there. It's a key, for sure. I think it's a big key. So, Dr. Dre exclusively on Kamikaze. <laughs> like, there's yeah. no co-producer other yeah. than Eminem. Right. Yeah. You got anything more to say on the topic? Good week for for white rappers. They stole they stole the headlines. Um, I want everybody to go listen to Kamikaze. Uh. Older stuff like Eminem show, Encore, all that shit. Listen to how Eminem dubs his voice and all that shit. And then go listen to the garbage of Revival and listen to him try to be like all the other rappers that don't do that today. It brings me back when he does all that dub shit, that that high dub shit that like makes all of his punchlines stand out more. It just makes Eminem sound harder. That's what I missed. Sound harder, not. It's not pause worthy. Um. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Good podcast. Fix, 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 fix. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. How long was that? <laughs> Dude, wow, you really came prepared today, huh? Dude, I did not come prepared today. At all. Apparently, Nike lost more than $3.5 billion in market value after the new Kaepernick ad. Yeah, I I think their stock dropped a fuck ton, too. Have you been paying any any attention? I mean, a little. Not not much, just because I think the whole thing's fucking dumb, but... So I got into a little discussion with somebody the other day about it. I don't know. Like, they brought it up. I think it was on TV. Like, they were talking about it on TV, and... They go, Nike's so stupid. And I said, why? And they said, sponsoring sponsoring Kaepernick. And I said, what's wrong with that? They said, what he stands for. I said, what does he stand for? They said, disrespecting the flag, not standing for the anthem. 
I said, he's not trying to disrespect the flag. He, he believes black people, minorities are being mistreated in this country, specifically police brutality. And he's doing a peaceful protest. I said, you might not agree with how he's doing it. You might not even, you might not even agree that it's an issue in the country. But Kaepernick is trying to do, he's trying to do a good thing. I firmly believe that. I don't think, I don't think you can really argue that. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand how someone can be outraged that he has an endorsement deal from Nike. I just can't really wrap my head around that. No, that's stupid. But a lot of people are. I don't get how you get outraged by that. Well, so after some back and forth, they said, <clears throat> they said, you're right. I don't, I don't think Kaepernick is a bad dude at all. I know he's trying to do the right thing, but they said it's a big picture thing. The stuff, it all goes viral. And because we see one thing we believe when people tell us it's a rampant issue and it's it, it, that it's becoming a widespread problem. But there's tons of facts and studies out there that refute the racism claims associated with police brutality. So, but because of how viral it is these days, and now Nike's becoming a huge contributor, it's just accepted as fact. And, and they didn't, yeah. they thought, and they thought that could, they thought that is a, is a bigger picture issue. Not that, oh, Kaepernick is whatever, but it's a bigger picture issue. So without getting into a political debate on it, I I hear what they're saying. I also feel how I said at the beginning, like if Nike wants to give him a deal, give him a deal. I don't see the outrage. But my question, as it's been for a while now with this situation is, where does it end? And my conclusion is, It needs to end for the NFL. It needs to end as a demonstration during the national anthem. I think it accomplished what it set out to accomplish. I think it accomplished everything positive that it could accomplish. Kneeling during the national anthem. I'm talking about at a football game. Yeah. And the longer it goes on, and it's already past the point of doing good to doing bad, I think. The longer it goes on, the worse it becomes. Racism was the issue. To me, this shit is making our country and its races of people more divisive than ever. This issue. That's the catch-22. Where it doesn't have to end, though, is Kaepernick. He's not an NFL player anymore. He's a social justice warrior. But it's not ending with Kaepernick. And that's fine. He continues to fight in whatever way he sees fit. And to me, Nike is a business. They can sponsor and endorse whoever they want. We're consumers. We can choose to not support a company that believes in things we disagree with. And that's the beauty of capitalism and a a free market. Right. And that's where I stand. You you can understand why an NFL owner wouldn't want that going out of the game if it's hurting his bottom line. Yeah. And and, and that's that's part of the reason Kaepernick doesn't have a job. And you can understand Kaepernick feels this way and is going to do anything in his power to get the word out. And if the higher-ups at Nike feel this is an issue they want to attach their name to, you can understand why they would do that. And if you're a consumer that doesn't agree with any of this and you don't want to buy Nike products, I can understand why you don't want to do that. Why why can't that all just be? No, it it can and it should. And that's... 
here's here's the thing. Here's here's when I have a problem, and I think what most people fail to say when they have a problem with this is they misdirect their anger towards something like this, which is is not what they need to be angry about. It's it's the fact that you do have these big companies now, and I'm not saying Nike is one of them because they're not. They're just in the news. The bottom line is you get these big liberal companies that are censoring the other side now. And then it gets dangerous. Well, and here's so so that's that would be because that's the thing. Like, I get the gut reaction of you see a Nike sponsorship of Kaepernick with the idea that you probably don't fully agree with. I mean, or you're, resp- end up you're, being, you're, you're referencing something like Facebook. Yeah, something like Facebook. Yeah, but in YouTube and pretty much a lot of these social yeah, media YouTube companies is bad now. with it. Yeah, and but but I think that's that's where the misguided anger comes from. Is it's not. It's not at Kaepernick. It's not at Nike. So like like my conversation, they're really trying to reference a big picture yeah, and push. It, and it is a, a big, big picture, picture push that you can't point to one they're, thing. They're, they're afraid because, yes, like Nike's a big fucking company. And yes, a lot of people are lemmings to big fucking companies. So it's not necessarily good for the mindset of younger people. Well, here's the tricky. Here's the tricky thing with the Kaepernick thing. Is if we're just talking about, I want equal rights for black people, and I want black people to be treated fairly. I don't think anyone has an issue with that. No, no one does. So what is the issue? That's the point. I. I I would have to think it's the it's police brutality and not everyone agrees that there is a problem with it and a huge portion of the country thinks there is now and it's a racial thing and so to me that's just dividing the races further because people are just digging in their feet more on each side because I don't even think either side can even agree on a conclusion of whether it's a rampant problem or not isn't that a problem? Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but that that's why that's why it's a big picture thing. Is because we've gotten to this point where no one knows what the fuck is going on. Well, and th- okay, that's I wanted to bring up because I said all those things like let people do what they're going to do. Nike's a business, they can do what they want. Kaepernick is a human, he can do what he want. The NFL is a business, they can do what they want. I don't see a problem with that. I feel a little weird about Nike deciding to buy airtime on the Thursday night football game tomorrow to air their Kaepernick ad, which they're doing. Okay. Because to me, like I said before, I agree that the NFL needs to be done with this. This isn't an NFL issue. No, I don't I don't see it being an NFL so, issue. The only thing is as a business, I get that Nike you doing this causes the biggest stir if you do it during the football game, right? Yeah. And you'll get a lot of eyes on it. Hell yeah. But it's almost like you're going after the NFL. Like you're causing you're 
you are but they you're you're, the you're, you're you're pushing well you're pushing this narrative though i mean you're pushing this narrative between kaepernick and the nfl where i feel like <clears throat> that is getting nothing positive done and that needs to stop the kaepernick nfl thing i don't even it think- needs to be kaepernick do everything you want to do on that front and nfl run your business i think that's too simple why because nike's Nike is looking to make a splash. And what what is what is what is the biggest splash they can make in this type of climate? Yeah, it's a splash for sure. I don't I don't think it has anything to do with the NFL. Okay, I'm cool with that then. I I honestly just think Nike was just like, "Hey, this will make a splash and this will sell us shoes and this will sh- sell us clothes." Seriously. Okay, I'm cool with like, it. Like, I honestly think that I'm it's cool as simple it as that. I'm cool with it then. I just want to stop pushing the narrative of the NFL and Kaepernick. Like, the NFL is a sports organization. Yeah. What does this have to do with police brutality? And I get it, that that's where it started to, like, draw attention. And I'm all for that. I was... But that's... that's I, I don't want to say I'm all for it. I, I completely support Kaepernick taking his knee and doing what he did to draw attention to his issue. Right. Right. But like I said, at some point, what is getting accomplished? But but at some point that's at a goal that goes back to what I was saying is no one knows what the hell is going on. Yeah. Because, because it's just something that's happening with no like end game. That's what I'm saying. Like people will say it's for police brutality. Okay. What does the NFL have to do with that? Oh, it's because of racism. Like all the owners are white and like, it's just a big, like, yeah, like whatever. Okay. Well, I thought it was about police brutality. Well, it is, but it's also about that. Well then what the fuck are we doing? Yeah. I just, I worry that I firmly believe there are obvious, like it's about, it's about racism when it's convenient for it to be about racism. It's when it's convenient to be about police brutality. That's what they say. I am okay with either one of them. But I need to know what the hell is going on so that we are doing this in a way that's actually beneficial. My concern is, to me, there are obvious racial undertones in this country. I think it goes every which way. Yes. Um, And I know I'm going to get killed by minorities for saying this, but I think there's plenty of black people out there that hate white people because we're white. Yes. And I'm not saying that we have it just as bad as the black person that gets because it is a, a beneficial to be the majority for sure. Mm-hmm. But I don't think anywhere certain race racist undertones don't exist. Like I think you can't you can't fully get rid of them, right? No. People are gonna feel how they feel. It's it's about how they act, right? Yeah. People are gonna have like subconscious biases and things like that. It's about how they act. And I think in general in this country, yes, there are issues. I'm not denying that. There are bad actions that take place as a result of racism. Yes. For sure. Mm-hmm. But I think overall, we're pretty good in this country. Yeah. And my, my concern is that with all this focus on race over the last 10 years almost now 
you know, six, eight, 10 years, there's been a huge focus on race with all this police brutality stuff, getting these videos. My worry is that it's only making the country more divisive. It's only dividing people more. It's well, only, it it's only making people take up side with, with their race and their group yeah. even more. Yeah, it is. And to me, that's accomplishing nothing. No. And I'm not, I'm not coming at any, I'm not, there's, there's people that are doing the wrong thing on both sides of this thing. And I don't have the answer. I just know that digging our feet in more on either side is not the answer. Here, here's, here's the thing though. And I really honestly think that it can be as simple as this. People just don't want to fucking accept it because we're all in this tizzy of whatever the fuck we're in right now is everybody has their own experiences in life. And it has to do with where you live, who's in your family, what your parents do for a living. Did your dad stay with you and raise you? Did he leave? All of these things shape us and shape our experiences in life. And we are not just victims. We have choices in life that lead to different things happening in our life, whether or not we want to agree with that. So the bottom line is when somebody or a big group of people or a small group of people or whatever have a certain experience about a certain thing, we cannot all just be like, let's change it. Yeah. And we talked about that on a previous podcast. My, th this day and age with social media and mob mentality, things just, there are opinions out there that aren't necessarily. But, but, fact. and here's that, but it goes towards what we're experiencing now with the Kaepernick stuff and, and anything, any protest or anything like that. If there is actual injustice, no decent human being is going to be like, no, fuck that. Right. And I don't understand all of these people that think that America is just filled with racists and people that have no like intention of helping out their neighbor or anything like that. Dude, you must have a really shitty opinion of the free country that you live in, that you're even have a, a roof under or above your head is insane to me when you could go to a country that they don't have that. So the bottom line is I don't see how you can honestly walk around in America and be like, yup, people are just racist, mean, and they don't give a shit about anybody but themselves because it's capitalistic. I'm with you and I get what you're saying to an extent, but when you talk about like the the roof over your head and you could go somewhere else and not have blah, blah, that's where I, that's where you lose me a little bit because just because somebody has a great life doesn't mean there can't be an issue in the country. No, but there's... But that's what I'm saying. No country is perfect. For sure. And it will never be For perfect. For sure. I agree. It, as soon as you start chasing absolute utopia, right. you're going to get fucked. Yeah, I totally agree. Seriously. I know. And so, yes, certain people have better situations than other people. I know. Okay. I know. Yeah, because and I mean, and I, I don't want to get into a political discussion, but yeah, if, if you go too far down that down that line, you get into socialism, and that's dude, that's not good. But that's that's the crazy thing is a lot of young people think that that's a good thing. I know they do, and that but the the bottom line is, and what's really concerning to me is it's just like, dude, I've had countless friends come up to me when we were in cow like we were in college. They were super left leaning and everything like that, and Love to debate me about all this stuff. 
laughed me out the door. Guess what? As soon as they work for three years and actually have to pay taxes and stuff like that, their opinion starts fucking changing. Yeah, I mean, I've seen people like that too, but there's 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 plenty of people that. Yeah, well, way. if if they are the other way, they need to do their research because it's not it's not good. You need it. The What's thing is, not good? the the long term versus the short term of what of a mentality that is just that socialism is good, pretty much. Oh, well, yeah, no, fuck socialism. That's stupid. You don't think that there's like a no 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 of- I, no I do I didn't know that's what you were talking about I had to I want I yeah I didn't know that's what you were referring no, to no like I mean I could go into specifics no I don't want to get I don't want to get into but the overall the no, overall I, thing but that's that's where all this stuff leads to yeah I I don't want to get into a political discussion but yeah oh it's just I, I'm just bottom line my feelings are everyone do your thing and let 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 it take care of itself. Like and, and stop just, forcing, stop forcing issues for the sake of issues, and stop stop forcing the momentum of just like try if, to, if 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 everyone is genuine, if Kaepernick genuinely wants to do this shit on the social justice front, right? Mm-hmm. Do it to the best of your ability. Do it. If the NFL is about their bottom line and want to protect their business and run their business in the best way for themselves, do it. If that means not having people in your league that are losing you money or or giving you bad attention, that's what it means. Do what you got to do. If Nike wants to back Kaepernick because they believe in whatever he stands for and what he's doing, let him do it. If people don't want to support Nike because of what they're doing, let them do it. Yeah. I just, I think it becomes dangerous though when anybody that doesn't agree with even a little minute aspect they're a racist. I agree. They're mean. They don't know what they're talking about. I agree. Like that shit. No, I mean early on in the Kaepernick shit. If if you were like I, I always understood the NFL. If an owner doesn't want Kaepernick on his team because of the attention it draws, I don't get why that's even an issue. Uh, to me, that's obvious. But early in the Kaepernick shit, if you didn't agree that Kaepernick was getting blackballed and it was terribly wrong, blah blah blah, you were a racist. Yeah, I know. To me, that's stupid. I'm just a businessman. I can get any backup quarterback I want. Why would I get one that draws a media circus? Regardless of the issues. That's But that's what's so baffling to me is it's like, even when you're like, you know, like whoever you were talking to in your before story mm-hmm. or whatever, like saying that there's plenty of stats that back up the opposite. That's, that's part of the problem. Sorry to cut you off, but what you just said, spark something in me. I don't want to say the person's name because of how that opinion looks to general yeah. society. No, I know. That's sad. But that's what I'm saying though is just I on the face of that opinion, like with if some white dude has that opinion, like he's a he's a racist because of that opinion. Right, and th- that's that's a good point. The opinion that Police brutality in black communities is not a rampant issue when compared to like other races and blah, blah, blah in the United States. If that is someone's opinion, that does not mean that they see a black kid get gunned down by a cop and they don't care. Right. That is that does not mean that. Right. 
at all. No, I know. I know. But that that's that's why it's so mind boggling to me is it's just like when you recite stats, proven stats from great sources that say the opposite. How how does that make me how does that make anybody racist? That's just having that's just having a discussion. Yeah, you need, and you need to have these discussions because that that's literally like when someone gives you a great reason for something and you want to stoop down to the level of well, you're just a poo-poo head. Yeah. Without refuting what I just said. Right. right. Yeah. Anyways, didn't, I, I don't want to go too far down this rabbit hole because I, I hate these discussions because of that type of thing. Because you can't actually have them. It just resorts to broad brushstrokes of characterizing people and that's what it is. Well, but, just wrapping that up, like that, but that's why it's out of control right now is because like what... What discussion are we supposed to have? Like the the bottom line is things like this keep happening and the other side can't say anything. Right. That's, <laughs> I mean, that's why you get all this anger towards Nike and stuff like that, because there's no, there's no other outlet. There's none. I can't have a rat. Nobody can have a rational conversation about this. It sucks. And it's not good. <clears throat> wow. Didn't mean to get y'all worked up. I mean, it's fine if you're able to have a discussion. But when you literally just label anybody that tries to have a discussion as a racist or a mean person or doesn't understand how the world works, what the fuck are we doing? Like, it's literally just name calling. Stupid. Yeah. And it's childish is what it is. Get your shit off. It's pretty fucking dumb, but whatever. I mean, that's the thing is like, I, I feel bad whenever that topic gets brought up is just because it's like I have a lot of opinions that are actually good opinions and researched opinions that will literally just stay in my head because it's really not worth me bringing up because the thing is we'll get to a certain point where you're going to think I'm the worst person in the world and whatever. Like if we all want to go down this road of everybody just taking sides and having mega groups and everybody fighting against one another because of a skin color, then we can all go and do that. But to me, that's fucking retarded. And to buy everything that goes into the media about all this stuff is just really dumb. And I think part of the problem is, it's just, I, I get that there's not a lot of places you can get your news from nowadays that actually give you the full picture. So I feel for people that only get their news from the television. Yeah. I mean, media is one of the biggest problems with any any and all of these situations anyways. Yeah, and I think it really sucks. And I think the news organ, all of them, should be ashamed of themselves. All of them. And it's half of the reason why I like listening to like podcasts and things like that is because these people aren't censored and you actually get 
great discussions about this stuff. And they're long discussions, thought out discussions. They're not interrupting each other in like a five minute debate in a certain section of a news channel and then having the freaking anchor win because he just cuts them off. Like, what is that? What does that accomplish? Yeah. Literally nothing. You bring these people on for another side and then you just clown them for five minutes and cut them off. I hate that. And that goes for any channel. Like all these news stations, that's what they do is they bring someone on for the quote unquote other side and then they just berate them. Yeah. So, but that's the thing is like, that's how I started getting into podcasts and stuff because I was just like, dude, I don't get any, any side of this whole side of any story by listening to anything on TV. That's what started really bothering me with the news was that shit that I agreed with, like the, the person whose side in general that I was on, when they would start interrupting the other person constantly and just to like prove their point, I would start to get pissed on. Yeah. Oh yeah. I know. Because I would be like, okay, I, I I hear you, but let the person, I would like to hear what yeah. the other side of this argument yeah. is. But that's, that's, and the, then call them out on whatever points you disagree with when they're finished. That's the beauty of all these free podcasts is you get three hour long podcasts of two sides sitting across the table from each other and debating yeah. full thoughts. Right. And them having to not sound stupid and actually answer. Right. That's awesome. I agree. And like that, I guess that's the thing is like, we live in, we live in the clickbait age, dude. We live in the age where headlines grab three hour conversations are not what's dude. I'm telling you right now though, if you, if you are that type of a person, I am too. I love the podcast, dude. That's where I get most of my, dude, I, I really want everybody to like, you should have a list and it shouldn't only be one side either. You should want to hear other people that come from other sides. I have tons of left-wing podcasts that I listen to and I have tons of right-wing because I like hearing both sides mm-hmm. and then I will form my own opinion. On. And that's the thing. There are smart people on both sides. If you were just to listen to the news, like if you listen to like Fox news, you would hear, and there are smart conservative Republicans on Fox news, but you'll hear a lot of like we just talked about. Yeah. Anyone that has a left-leaning view just gets berated and not allowed to speak and whatever. And and they and if they're talking about an issue, they'll leave out lots yep. of important things just to favor their side. Yep. And same thing goes with all the other liberal <clears throat> news outlets. Yep. They leave out things that don't favor their agenda and they will cut people off. That, yep. That's that's a lot of our mainstream news on TV yeah. now. But that's why I don't watch the news. Yeah. I just don't. Because honestly, a lot of these podcasters, even though they're not qualified to be talking about all this stuff. They're more qualified than those anchors are. Well, maybe not even more qualified, but just qualified is an interesting word. Just brighter. Well, whatever word you want to use, just because you put a TV camera in front of me does not make me qualified. Well, no, but I bet a lot of those guys are like, you know, political science majors and all this shit, too. Like, that's what I mean. They're smart people. No, no, no. They call in experts. Yes. But what I'm talking about is the broadcasters broadcasters that get into it. Gotcha. That are just like literally hired in because they have these certain viewpoints and can debate them well. Yeah. Doesn't mean they're experts or anything like that. It just literally means they are entertaining. Because that's what sells. Yep. With anything, get the facts. Yeah. Especially this dude. This day and age is awesome because 
yeah, you can't just flip on the TV and find these guys. We have phones. And honestly, like, and, and also, if you're not interested in, in the facts, keep your mouth shut. Right. Don't go along with the group think and just and just think everything is what yeah. is what the what the mainstream media tells you it is. Actually, actually know what you're believing because the bottom line is like there's way too many people that one are just reading the headlines. Yeah. And two, going along with brands and oh, yeah. celebrities and certain things like what the who the fuck cares what Kanye oh, West says? Bro, we live in a crazy world where a celebrity's opinion means way more than who the fuck, someone else. Who I cares know. what Packy says? Who cares what I say? Go find out by yourself. Right. Yep. But yeah, if you actually do the research, you will actually find a lot of shit that you probably didn't know. I know I do. This last probably like year, I found out so much shit just from my diving into the black abyss that is podcasts that it's almost like some of the shit I like. Yeah. Some of it's like out there and you can just say that it's out there. Okay. Move on to the next thing. Like, but I know a lot of shit and I can assess based off of that way more so than if I would have turned on CNN and All right, Fox we, we beat it to death. We got it. Big day tomorrow. We're in Chicago. We got a show. Friday, we're in Minneapolis. Um, you can get tickets at thespectators.com, but I guess by the time you hear this, well, you could you won't be able to go to Chicago, but you could get to Minneapolis. Um, October 5th, we will be in Lansing for a special show. You can get all the tickets at the website. If you haven't heard my new song, Dear Rap Game, you're fucking up. Available on all digital platforms. Moti, we still have to pack our merch for the road. I still have to do some laundry. We got to get our asses to Grand Rapids in the morning to meet up with the Green Mitten boys. So we got to get the fuck out of here. Okay. Let's wrap it up. I don't know what to outro to. What did we start with? Your new song? Oh. Dope. Yeah. Yeah. So... You know, I'm just going to pick a random song and just play it. Well, one of our songs. You and me together can do anything, baby. No. You and me together. Yeah. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. What's the price to be cool, ma? I apologize for this phone call. I can't stick it out, this credit ain't paying me no bonds. Been plotting heavy, but my lighter got me so gone. Making bad decisions over these good girls. Baby, making good love to all of these bad ones. Lately, yeah, I think I'm on the run. These shoes ain't coming off. Don't even try to catch me, cause I'm done falling in love. I never really sleep much. I guess the dream is the only way for me just to keep up.